everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Retro Gamers Podcast, episode number 344. Larry here. And Anthony here. Ant is back. I am back. The masses are happy. Yep, the masses are happy. You know why? Because I heard, and when I say I heard, I mean I heard last week's episode, but I heard you couldn't live without me uh, for two reasons. One, you said on there, uh, first off, you, your entire episode last week was ranting. Um, and there was yeah, no, purposely. And, and, yeah, and there was nobody to keep you in check. And two, you clearly can't live without me because you couldn't even find a co-host last week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of it was on purpose. Some of it was by accident. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it was definitely my moment to complain about a the complaint I had last week yes. about Analog Pocket. But uh, be that as it may. And I'm not the only one with that complaint. I did get a few messages who were like, thank you, sir. We agree with you. Yes. Thank of the you. wild is terrible. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, um, well, that's a whole other story that is completely wrong. But, um, but so now, analog is your new limited run games. Almost, because I still love their products. I just their mm -hmm. timing is terrible. But be that as it may, uh, I know a lot of people did pick up uh, pockets, so it was all good to go. Yes. Well, thank you for posting something last. Yeah. Week. No, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to post something. We had the the mess up a couple weeks prior, and and truth be told, last weekend was so we had the 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 weather here in New York was wicked, flooding in New York City. Oh it yeah, was I know. Wild. Oh you. Yeah. You weren't uh, here to experience it. So. No, no, no. I heard. I, I know. I heard New York was crying because it missed me. <laughs> yes. Li literal rivers of tears. Rivers uh, of tears. Rivers of tears and hard so, stories abound. They heard. Yeah. Uh, just so you know, I was soaking it up in uh, 95 degree heat in the middle <laughs> of the in the middle in the middle of Kansas. <laughs> I mean, I'll, you know what? I think I'll take flooding over 95 degree weather personally. Yeah. No, it, no, it was actually a very it was a very nice trip. Was it a dry heat? Uh, as they say yeah it was there was a little bit of humidity but not enough to care so <laughs> well i'm glad you had fun though nevertheless i did were you i mean i don't know what kind i don't know if you're there for business or pleasure were you able to check out any stores or anything like that or uh actually i did um i wound up in uh i wound up in kansas city okay uh and while Which i was one? there uh kansas city actually i was in both oh uh, <laughs> well they are on the border so yes. i guess it's easy I, have a, to do I have a i have a friend that lives outside kansas city kansas okay and uh when he drove me around to show me the city we drove into kansas city missouri so <laughs> passports uh, yeah exactly <laughs> like literally you're just like crossing it was it was a very simple thing but no while i was in kansas city um i took the opportunity to look around for um a, a game store like i always do yeah very interesting thing there though um I had a very hard time finding like a mom and pop shop. Okay. Um, everything I looked at online, uh, at least in the area I was looking, were all GameStops or another chain whose name escapes me right now. Mm -hmm. Can't think of the name of it, but it's another chain store. It reminded me of like uh, a book off kind of place oh, okay. where they had a bit of everything. And I wound up going to one of their stores. They, there were two different names for their stores. I forget one name, but the other <laughs> name was Entertain Mart. <laughs> Entertain Mart, Kansas and Entertain Mart, Missouri. <laughs> yes. So uh, so I hit up Entertain Mart. And like I said, it was kind of like a book off. So they had everything. Mm -hmm. uh, DVDs, music, you know, CDs, yeah. music, electronics, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Traded. And I um I grabbed a couple of games while I was there. They didn't have a lot of retro retro, like cartridge okay. retro. Mm -hmm. Um, but they did have their fair share of stuff from maybe like PlayStation Up. Oh, okay. PlayStation Up, more PlayStation 2. Yeah, yeah. So so I picked up a couple of games. 
Uh, one I picked up just for fun mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, I was like, I've never seen this game in the wild or I might have in there or never looked for it in the wild, but it was mm-hmm. sta- it was just staring at me. And I was like, you know what? I need to own probably one of the worst games that were that was ever made. You already like, have Breath of the Wild. Okay. Um, well, but I don't have anything for Virtual Boy. How so dare you, sir? I figured, you know, and literally, you know, un- you know, unlike your hatred for Breath of the Wild, any Virtual Boy game you can get <laughs> can be considered one of the worst what? games ever made. So, <laughs> so, um, so I managed to grab um, on the PlayStation Two mm-hmm. uh, Atari's Superman Shadow of Apocalypse. Oh, okay. The okay. reviled. It's a rough one. Uh, oh, it, it rough, rough is an understatement for this. I game. mean, it's no sixty four, but it's a rough one. No, no, no. But it, it's like one of the worst games ever made. Yeah. So okay. Right. So, but again, good condition. Doesn't have the instruction booklet, but that's fine because the odds of me ever playing it are <laughs> Just wanted it for my collection. Cool. Um, and then the other game I got an Entertain Mart. Um, I got this one mostly because. Uh, there was one. It, it's a compilation series, right? It's mm-hmm. called uh, Tecmo Classic Arcade. Oh, I have that. Yeah, which I don't have, and I had never seen it before. Obviously, it has games like Tecmo Bowl on it. Like mm-hmm. so, Tecmo Bowl, Rygar, Bombjack. But what caught my attention on it was that it had Solomon's Key on it, and I didn't know there was a there was a, a compilation game mm-hmm. out there with Solomon's key. So when I saw Solomon's key on there, I was like, Ooh, I go, I love Solomon's key. This is just worth grabbing to add to my collection. A hundred percent. Totally worth so, it. And instruction booklet go. made me very happy. Oh, very nice condition too. It's, yeah. Great condition. Right. So uh, it's got 11 games total on it. Um, including the original Rygar and the wildly popular bomb Jack. Hey, no love for Solomon's key. You should point that out. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, so grab this for the Xbox, and that's really all I got. I, they mm-hmm. had a, they had some other stuff, but um, the one thing they did have um, that I thought was cool was they sold, you know, original consoles too. So mm-hmm. like, con- so that was kind of cool. But um, Entertain Mart, Kansas City, cool place. Um, okay. Yeah, and added a couple more to my collection. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Um, I heard you went shoplifting. I mean, shopping. Oh my god! I feel like I didn't know. I have to say, yesterday from recording, and I'm gonna show us in a minute. Probably quality wise, not quantity or pricing or anything, but quality wise, probably my greatest purchase I've made at Game On since going there. Okay, that's a bold uh, statement. Oh, it is. It is, and and here's why. I pretty much, and actually, it was all in one one store. It was specifically the Smithtown location. Okay, uh, so big shout out to Jay over there running the Smithtown. If you're looking for Japanese stuff, he's got a great Japanese section, a great import section. PS one, PS two, Saturn, awesome stuff. Nice. Um, so Basim's gonna get right into it uh, in no particular order. Uh, I went out, and this one, I just kind of just randomly found i wasn't looking for this one but i looked at it i looked it up uh, but it's kind of quirky and you'll see why in a minute uh for the ps1 gunship oh i remember that game do you i don't know i don't yeah i remember i rented that a couple times caught my eye very Mm -hmm. cool kind of first person helicopter game that's why i didn't care for it all that much and then i'm like oh sweet two disc it's a two disc game and then wait a minute no it's not it's one of those stupid two disc car, uh, boxes that yep. oh that PlayStation used actually for this very reason look how we, thick look how thick that yeah I was gonna say the instruction booklet, booklet was so, is 
Yeah, the instruction booklet was so thick they needed to use the two disc. It it, it it pretty much tells you how to fly an actual helicopter. Nice. So, but nevertheless, pick that up. So, are you? Cool. Am I what? You gonna fly an actual helicopter now? If I could, got all those Pepsi points ready to go. All right, there you go. Good luck. Uh, and then we'll just get right into it. Uh, first of all, this is a Damn game it. I've been looking for for a while. Uh, it's on the Game Gear, and again, happy enough that that. Uh, game on had it vampire master of darkness oh i don't know that one so what this what this one's all about uh, on one of the because i got the roms loaded up on the uh mm -hmm. on the analogs and everything and i came across a game on the master system called master of darkness it's it doesn't play like but it's very it reminds you of castlevania okay with like uh you know like a like an, a bram stoke bram Bram, Stoker. Thank you. I want to say Stroker. Bram Stoker's Dracula element to it. The Excellent. Field. Excellent book. And when I looked into it a little bit more, I didn't realize it was actually a European-only release, Master uh. of Darkness. Now, don't get me wrong. I could play it on, on the systems I have, but it was just very difficult to find. Like I mentioned before, I'm trying to find stuff now in the wild. I'm, you it. know, I can go to eBay if I need to, but, but then when I looked into it, I realized that the North American version... Mm -hmm. was released on Game Gear. And the Game Gear is essentially a portable master system. Nice. That's It's pretty much one in the same. So I'm like, well, if I can't get that one, I'm more than happy with this one. Okay. Uh, so I picked that up, and I have the adapter for the Pocket, and I have a Game Gear adapter for the Mega SG, so I can play it on TV as well. So Very nice. Very cool on that one. Uh, and then another game I picked up, which I saw um, a game on post this actually like maybe like a year ago. And Finally, I was able to pull it off, and I played it, and it is awesome. It is for the Sega CD. Oh, yeah, the Terminator. The Terminator. I mean, this nice. game is gorgeous. That That's in great condition. And the that's what it is. The box itself is amazing. I mean, the, the, the instruction booklet. Yep. Dang near, not never touched. And, of course, there's the game there. Very cool. Um, this is very cool, because when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, eventually I want to get my hands on it. And luckily, I still had it. Nice. And then, You're not finally, why even, I'll just, I, I can't even pretend anymore. This is it, folks. I finally got my hands. You found Roller Games. On Roller Games. And how much did you overpay for it? $900. No, there actually, it was very reasonably priced. Okay. Um, But what was funny about this one is, so, again, I actually went to both um, uh, Smithtown and the Patchogue location, Patchogue first. Okay. So and as always, I'm looking for roller games. I'm looking for it, and I asked the uh, you know Rob at the Patrick location. He's like, no, I don't think I have it. I look through, and they don't have it. Rollerball all over the place, all over. Which I might buy just for the fun of it now. So I go to Smithtown. I'm like, okay, and I do the same thing. You know, Jay, do you have roller games? He's like, no, nah, I don't think so. It's so weird. You're like, it's not mm -hmm. popular, but it's never around. So I'm looking through. You know, they got them alphabetical order. I saw, I, and I didn't see it. I'm like, all right. And I was doing like my one last lap around. And I don't know how I missed it, but it was like they have some games just laying down flat. Yeah. And it just caught my eye. And literally, I grabbed it and not doing like an audible scream. I'm literally like in the corner, like like yeah. throwing my fists in the air. You know what I mean? Like miming. Right. And, and Jay's like, calling the cops. Yeah, basically. He's like, what are you doing? And, I'm, and I showed him. And he's like. I had no idea we had it in stock. So it was free? <laughs> no, I wish. No, no. Um, but nevertheless, got it. Okay. I am so happy. Congratulations. Now. Very cool. I and, did, uh, by the way, I did look for it. Oh, <laughs> appreciate it. Totally. I'd be funny yeah. if we both bought it. That would be right. And I already <laughs> have a copy. So. <laughs> 
So that oh, and then there was one more. I ah, just one more game. I just I picked up. So you know, Ooh, is what it is. card sixty four. That's mine. Yes, that is that yours. Was mine. It is a uh, a ROM hack of Super Mario. Uh, excuse me, Mario Kart sixty four, uh, featuring our favorite, uh, you know, murdering uh, psychopaths. That makes me very very happy. So, the psychopath in me is happy. Yes. So when I see you, Thank I'll you. give that to you. But unfortunately, I can't try it out because I don't have an N64. So mm. but I trust it works. Well, what I'm really <laughs> curious to find out is whenever Polymega decides to send me the N64 <laughs> um, the N64 yeah. thing, that see if that'll work in it. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, if not, it's kind of a kind of a cool cover. Yeah, oh, that's an awesome cover. Yeah. I'm looking forward to playing it. And I do have an N64, so I can always play it. There you that. go. Yes. So that is the whole. I was so happy. I mean, I was happy to pick up Vampire, mm-hmm. but when I when I came across rolling, like caught my eye, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my god!" So very very happy. That's awesome. All right. And, well, congratulations, uh, man. That's yes. really cool. Really now really I got to cool. figure out what my next thing is to find. I mean, right now again, the top is going to be a Game Boy Light. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a little while. Yeah. And and I know I can just pull the trigger. And then a, a clear a clear analog pocket. A cl- <laughs> you know, there was some issues I can we'll talk about at a later time, maybe when they start being delivered. Yeah. But some people had a little concerns about the product photos of the oh. originally announced colors and then the, the ones that were yeah, uh, and uh-oh. maybe not as deep in okay. the richness of the color yeah we'll see what happens when they get delivered uh we got to put on your list the limited run games version of night trap you still have to track that down you know some things are meant to be left alone okay oh i'm sorry i'm sorry that well that's why <laughs> that's why virtual boy was put out of business they, they, they just had to leave it alone in the, its awfulness the biggest the the bigger mistake than the virtual boy was nintendo not releasing virtual boy games on the 3ds i will go to my grave saying that well, on that in that respect, I do agree because <laughs> it would have been the only opportunity for them to make any money off of those things. To catch up, we on. did. Yeah. Um, but I, what we want to mention right now is, and normally we're and there's other things that will be reserved for our retro birthdays later on. Mm-hmm. But there are two big system anniversaries. Yes, uh, to talk about uh, two that I didn't even realize hit these milestones, and two systems neither of us have owned. No. Uh, but we've seen, yes. and I mean, we'll talk about it individually. I definitely wanted one of them, like really wanted one of them. I own a, I own a game for one of them. You do, so, mm, so do I actually. Yeah. Do I have for both? No, I don't have one. So we're going to get right into it. Um, and do you want to, do you want to go with the younger one or the older one first? Uh, let's go with the younger one. Fair enough. Let's, yeah. So celebrating its 20th anniversary mm-hmm. being released, well, 20 years ago. There it is. October 7th, 2003. Yes. Is the Nokia N-Gage. The N-Gage. The oh, smart, man. The mobile phone that nobody owned. <laughs> it, I mean, so let's put ourselves into 2003, right? Yes. So for me personally, I'm already a year out of college. Um, you know, working my job. I'm probably oh, I'm in I'm working in Queens, New York. I'm working at St. John's at this time. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh they yeah, they put me there for like a year and a half. And um I was I, <laughs> probably still in school. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I was in school, but I was also working full time. I just don't remember <laughs> Look where at you nerd. Um that's me. So, and in 2003, probably just months prior to this, um, 
you know, with now working in Queens, doing the commute and everything like that. Uh, this was the year I got my first ever cell phone. Mm-hmm. And it was a Nokia because I was really the, the, the only one out there. And if you remember, it, it was that blue one, the one they gave out for free to almost everybody. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember little, that little blue one. Little tiny blue one where, yeah. like, I would talk. It's probably the size of this uh, mouse, the Apple mouse. Yeah. And, like, I'd hold it to my ear and then move it to my mouth. Hold it to my ear, move it to my mouth to yeah. talk to people. And that was back in the day, folks. Where Even though you didn't have to. No, you're right. You didn't have to. But no one did brand new technology. Who knew? Uh, And then this was during the time where text messages, you were allotted maybe like 300 a month. And then it was like a nickel for every text thereafter. Yes. Um, What was it? 7 p.m. or 9 p.m. was free minutes. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it was after nine. Probably after a certain time, it was unlimited minutes. Yeah. You had had limited number of minutes. You did. So. um, So. All right. So I picked that up. And like the only two games I had on my cell phone were Snake Snake. and uh, uh, Slot Machine. Uh, Oh, you didn't have Minesweeper? No, not on that little Nokia one. Uh, Okay. Maybe I did. No, I don't think so. I remember my first cell phone was like Snake and Minesweeper. Those are my two. Okay. So later on. This thing comes out, the end gauge. And this was revolutionary technology because now we can play. It was another handheld gaming system, mm-hmm. but this was the first one to merge, truly merge gaming and cell phone technology. Yep. Properly, maybe not, but it was enough to live itself into the history of video gaming. Yep. Um, so just to kind of give the stats on this thing again, October 7th. 2003 was released. Mm-hmm. It was discontinued February 24th, 2006. It got a three-year run, which longer than I thought. Yeah, that actually surprised me because I'm looking at it too. I like the yeah. information and I'm like, that that's nuts. Yeah. Considered sixth generation. Uh, that's basically when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it took these multimedia cards. I, if I remember correctly, I don't think they were straight up SD cards, but it might have been like almost like SD cards, but yeah. like their version of it. Mm-hmm. Um. It was so it was straightforward. The, the 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 system itself, it's like a semicircle for those listening who, mm-hmm. who aren't aware of what it was. And look, it had your buttons, right? It had a D-pad. It had the, you know, your numbers one through nine, of course, zero. You know, your standard dial pad, I should say. Well, because you got to call people. No, 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 of course. And um, you know, the way the buttons were set up, also two of the buttons, the five and the seven, were red because those were your action buttons mm-hmm. when playing the game. Um, played music played um well everything that it would play in 2003 and it took phone calls yeah this is where it got interesting because it was also dubbed its street name was dubbed the taco phone because for some reason when they were designing this phone they put the speaker and the the microphone on like the top the top edge not the face mm-hmm. the top edge of the phone so you had to hold it to your head sideways sideways like you're talking into a taco yeah it was the silliest thing in the world <laughs> taco phone it really was um and and you know game wise which i can't believe i just accidentally oh here it is okay i thought i yeah. closed it I was um, say, I'm looking at the game yeah, list. The game list actually was really good. Companies yeah. really put their, their effort into this. Mm-hmm. Some of the games to mention that came out, uh, games like Bomberman, Call of Duty, uh, Rayman 3 was out. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, Snakes. Um, had Tom Clancy games. I remember uh, 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 Tomb Raider coming yeah, out on I wanna, it. I want to know how anybody played Tomb Raider on this little end gauge. 
So I believe recently the Angry Video Game Nerd did a Tomb Raider episode. I think he does mention and show some gameplay of this. And again, for a cell phone, for what it was yeah. in 2003, it actually played pretty good. No, no, no. But I mean, controlling, like with the controls. Don't on, get me started. Yeah, that's I what I mean. Imagine, but can yeah. you imagine doing that on a, on a cell phone with a two-inch screen? And not only that, but the screen was, it was a long screen. You know, you know yeah. how like, the iPhone is a long screen. So yeah. you're right. It was like, like that tiny. <laughs> yeah, it, it was so small. So like any game on there must have been a pain. Even the like uh like Spider-Man 2 playing that on there must have been a pain. Like, like I can only imagine the, the the challenge. WWE had a game Aftershock. Yep. Uh and then the X-Men Legends games were on there. Yeah. See, those I can see you playing because they're more like a hack and slash kind of game. True. True. Yeah. Um, now another very interesting part of the N-Gage, uh, again. A design flaw that's I can't believe someone in the in the room went, Are we seriously moving forward with this? Mm -hmm. To install the games, of course, came on their individual cards. To install a game, or not even excuse me, not install, to just put in a game. You know, like mm -hmm. how we have the switch. Imagine the switch the way it is now. You put the game on top. Yep. You had to take the back of the system off, the back of the end gauge, pop the battery out, and that's where you gained access to put in the game, the game that you want to play for the bus trip to wherever you're going, yep. you know, <laughs> to work and back. It's very awkward. Yeah. Um, well, you had to basically decide like what game you were going to play before you left home. Yeah. So you can get it like all set up. It was very weird. Yeah. I, I will give That's it innovation for the time, early two thousands, instead of using, like if you want to play multiplayer, like you actually almost like, the TurboGrafx 16. I feel like everyone might have known someone who had an engage. Um, I didn't. I didn't know anyone who had an engage. Yeah, no, I did not. But I did. I um, not. it used Bluetooth technology to play multiplayer, mm -hmm. or it used the internet uh, through an engage arena service. So they had their own kind of internet yeah. service, kind of sort of. Uh, that I didn't know about, which is pretty cool. Um, and it had like uh, like kind of PDA like features. Uh, like I said, the Bluetooth. Uh, um, um, the music and everything like that. So we had this taco phone. All right, cool. Taco phone. As with everything, everything gets a facelift. And later on, someone finally went, you know what? Can we please fix everything that's wrong with the end gauge? And maybe, maybe we have a slight shot at making some money on this thing. Yep. And then came out. Now, this is the first time I ever realized the actual true name of this one. If you will, we just basically called it the new end gauge or end gauge 2.0. Mm -hmm. But the end gauge QD. Yes. Now, the QD, again, was basically a facelift on the N-Gage. For the most part, it looked the same. It still had almost that semi-circle look, uh, semi look to it. Um, but they changed up the buttons a little bit, a little easier to see the buttons as well, mm -hmm. uh, the color layout. But the most important thing is that they moved where you could install the game. It just basically right on the bottom. Yes. Much like how you put a, a Switch game into the Switch. Exactly. Um, and then for the most part, they did take out some stuff because this came out less than a year later, actually. It was, I think mm -hmm. it came out like in May of 2004 or something like that. Yeah. Um, they took out um, the ability to play MP3 and stuff like that. You were able to do it through like a third party. I think, I guess, a program that you downloaded. Okay. But, um, but I mean, really, you bought it to use a cell phone and to play games. You know, no one envisioned surfing the internet and everything on that. No, I couldn't imagine doing that on there. Holy, so, holy cow. Um, 
I remember, again, I never owned an N-Gage, but I do remember really, really wanting one. But back then, I mean, those tiny cell phones were almost as expensive as ones are today. Um, and it was a little well, tougher. New, new technology. You new, know. Not only that, but yeah. again, being straight out of college and not like I can have that money uh, yeah. to do. So, um, but nevertheless, it was a, a very cool idea, especially for Nokia, because Nokia was like the Apple back then. Uh, where, like they dominated the the uh, the, the cell phone um, yeah. uh, market. So, you know, if you have an N-Gage nowadays, do you still use it? Does anyone, do any of our listeners have an N-Gage, had an N-Gage? You know, Definitely chime in on that one, but I think it's really cool. 20 years, and the fact that it's still mentioned, still comes around. I've even seen a couple of emulators for the N-Gage, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think what it's it's lasting, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Legacy? Legacy? Yeah. Is the fact that it really did get a lot of good companies to back it and produce it some some good games. Look, I'm not saying like spectacular, but some great games for a cell phone for the early 2000s. True. And it did wind up with uh, uh, 58 games. I yeah, think. a ton of them, yeah. It came out with 58 games. My, the stat that I liked that I saw on uh, Wikipedia was uh, this. It, it launched for $299. So what, not, not an insane amount of money. No. Um, I mean, it was a little in, tough back then, but still. A little tough back the then, worst. but in its first weeks available in the United States, it was outsold by the Game Boy Advance 100 to 1. Well, I mean. So much so, wait, wait, so much so that 17 days after its release, retailers like GameStop and Electronics Boutique began offering $100 rebates on it. So you could have oh, got it, for, yeah. you could have got it for like 200 bucks. No, it definitely dropped really quickly. Yeah. And Larry, if you're interested, since you are the king mm. of uh, purchasing, um, on eBay right now, I happen to have oh uh, really uh, a Nokia N-Gage with memory card, Tony Hawk game, and charger. It is currently a buy it now for one fifty. Really? Yes. Wait, which version? Uh, it is the OG, the first, Ooh, uh, first one, the Taco Phone. Taco Phone. You can yeah, have the Taco maybe. Phone. You can have the Taco Phone for one fifty. Maybe I might have to look into that. And then the uh, there are engage games available on eBay as well. Oh, they're definitely that I know. Yeah, no, they're definitely. Engaged. But yeah, somebody's got it up there for one fifty. When I saw it, I said oh, that's actually kind of a, affordable. Yeah, that's int- that's not bad. Yeah. So, so uh, but yeah. I remember. Yeah, they definitely try take. Look, it's always Ooh, fun to watch these brand, brand new version of Tomb Raider for thirty bucks. There we go. It's worth just buying just to own. Brand new. Yep. So, um, tempting, tempting. It's always fun to see some of these companies try and step up to the giants. Look, someone's got to. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that they tried to go up against the Game Boy Advance. I mean, you know, good luck to them. I think it was yeah. a losing effort out, out of the box. But, you know, someone's got, there's got to be competition there. That's what thrives everybody. They did, they did sell three million units. Oh, they definitely they were out there. I'm pretty sure I've seen maybe one person because I worked in a college bookstore for mm-hmm. a while. So I'm pretty sure I saw maybe one or two engages in the wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, definitely I never and I could have had the opportunity because my little Nokia phone was stolen while I was at work. Aww. Uh yeah, so that that sucked. Yeah. But um nevertheless, very cool. Happy birthday, yep. happy 20th anniversary. Happy 20th engage. Yes. Uh the funny thing about that is um, or that I was thinking of when you were talking about when you first got your cell phone. I think when I got my first cell phone, the engage was already discontinued. Wow, you were late to the game. I was very late to the game. Uh, you know what it was? Back then, 
um you know i was a you know in my 20s i was a little bit of a curmudgeon you know now i'm a very happy positive person Yo, and, yeah uh, yeah yeah you're, totally. you're you're screaming it yeah oh yeah no it just exudes you can see the, <laughs> do you see the glow um but uh, back then i was a very strong proponent of i don't want people tracking me down everywhere i go so i did not want a cell phone uh, for years i did not want a cell phone and the only reason why i, I got a cell phone when i did was I was in college working on my second master's degree mm -hmm. and um, I was working on a film set with my uh, film, my uh, film professor. And they sent me out to go pick up one of the talent, <laughs> one of the stars of the short film we were shooting. Okay. And he wasn't, he wasn't, he, he is a name in the industry. It wasn't a nobody. He was actually a name in the industry. They sent me to the wrong address. Nice. So I'm in Brooklyn waiting to pick up this guy. I waited for like an hour and he never showed up. And I'm like, what is going on? So I run and find a payphone because they still existed. Mm -hmm. uh, called up, you know, called up the uh, the director or whoever, and I said, "Hey, I go, I've been waiting for over an hour. This guy's not coming out of the home." And then they're like, "Oh, it's like, you know, what address do you have?" I go, "Well, I have the address you gave me." He's like, "No, that's the wrong address. You need to go to this address." They sent me to like an address like two blocks down. So I had to drive up two blocks and then I get there and there's a very angry actor <laughs> waiting to be picked up because the entire shoot was on hold until I got this guy. I can only imagine. So everybody's unhappy <laughs> and I drive back and I drop him off. You know, I bring him back to set and everything like that. And then my teacher, or my professor comes over to me. They're like, what happened? Then I told her what happened. She's like, yeah. She's like, if you're going to work on film sets, you need a cell phone. Um, and then as soon as that shoot was over, a few days later, I had a cell phone in my pocket. There you go. That is how I got a cell phone. Just on a Begrudgingly. Begrudgingly. Did you have a beeper? I, I did. I had a beeper briefly, yes. Okay. And beeper. I fell in, the beeper thing, I fell into the whole, oh, this is really cool. People can find me whenever they want. And then I realized, no, that was that was in the 90s, though. Okay, different. that's fair Still enough. No different, younger and everything. Fair yep. and, then I, and then I got rid of it really quickly because yeah. I'm like, nobody pages me. Why? Why? Sorry. I feel like I literally had got a beeper 18 days before the beeper stopped. You know, like before people stopped buying well, beepers. It sounds like you. No, I was that when I was so late to the game. Yeah. Uh, and then one more quick question, then we'll move on. Um, yeah. This one I was like, I always find fun. Um, obviously not telling us what they were, but how many cell phone numbers have you gone through? Uh, I have gone through. The fact that you even had to pause to think about it is is wild to me. No, 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 no. I'm thinking to make sure the number is as low as it is. I think I've only gone through two. Oh, that's it? I could have sworn maybe one two, more. Two, maybe three. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't remember them. <laughs> oh, I don't blame you. I mean, who really remembers phone numbers? But I, I think, could, yeah. no, no, I think two or three at most. Because I think at one time, I didn't, like, at one time, I don't think you were you were able to carry your number over. That's true. In the Porting beginning, numbers was in the beginning. If you switch, in the beginning, you're yeah, right. in the beginning, if you switch companies, you had to get a new number. I think you're right. Yeah, but I think at most I've only had three. I, the only thing that has stayed consistently with me for over twenty years now, or at twenty years, is my cell phone number. Is your cell phone number? It's the exact same number since yeah. day one. No. So no, the only the only thing that stayed with me all of this time is my original email address, which I still have. My <laughs> original AOL. I never use it. It's pretty much. I know. I don't know why I keep sending you stuff on it, folks. When we do the show, we have to send stuff back and forth to each other. Yeah. I don't know why I send it to his AOL account. No, 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 no. 
I still, I have two AOL addresses. One <laughs> of them I still use, but my very, very original one that I got when I oh. first got AOL. Oh, so it's like, not the one I'm thinking of. Not the one you're thinking of. Oh, okay. The one I originally got in 95 or 96. Okay. It's still there because it's the main email on my account. Because uh, remember back AOL, you were able to have multiple screen names that you would sign in with. I think I remember that. Yeah, I you're going to, through multiple screen names. Well, yeah, but there was a drop down menu, so you could like choose. Oh, maybe which I do name remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had two. Well, I you know I had my original. Yeah. And then I changed it to another one, but the original stayed. So because of that, I had the original email address, and I've never gotten rid of it. Eventually, I stopped using it, but it's yeah. still there. So I I've had that for now twenty seven or twenty eight years. <laughs> I. Can't even tell you what they were. I know what the topics were, but as much as I've only had one cell phone my entire life, I have had more than my fair share of screen names and email addresses up until recently where, you know, more 365, that's me. Mm. You know, that's my online handle, my email, crying out loud, it's it's my license plate, in all honesty. Yep. Um, but before that, I went through like... Maybe once every mm. six months, I was changing screen names. But yeah, pretty, see, pretty interesting. I've only had three. And then what's funny enough, when I, I I went to a Gmail account, and I'm like, all right, let me just make this like blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, you know what? Let me now go to iCloud, because now I have all the Apple stuff. I'll go to iCloud. Yep. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was going from something to Gmail, because I wanted to try to get a shorter email address. Okay. So, yeah, because opt online, optonline.net versus gmail.com. When I switched it, it ended up being the exact same number of letters, <laughs> so it really didn't it didn't help any. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> so, but the original handle I had on Opt Online was would have been outdated anyway. So, but I'm happy with more three sixty. I remember, I remember that by the way. Yes, oh, BSO two K. I remember. Yeah, no, wasn't it? Bef- no, 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 wasn't there one before that? Oh my god, I yeah, had, wasn't. No, no, wasn't wasn't bookstore outlaw before that? <laughs> oh, that was probably a full email. Yeah, like bookstore. Yeah. Or it might have Let- been just the full handle. Yeah, you had the full hand, and then and then you shortened it. I did, yes, thank God. Um, and then, yeah, and then it just went to my name, and then now more three sixty five, and then during my mystery science theater in the early early it was. Oh I yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, and I had to explain oh, yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. to a lot of people what Misty meant. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, because uh, they, they were like, "Wait, it's just a porn line." Or something? <laughs> like, no, I'm a fan of mystery science theater. Hi, I'm Misty. <laughs> 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 Folks, the '90s were different. So, but in any, they definitely were. It's, it's, and speaking of the '90s, yes, we, what we got another one, right? We have another retro birthday for another for a for a console this time. Yes, um, uh, because we have we didn't have an episode last week, so we couldn't talk about it. But released on October fourth, nineteen ninety three, the thirty. It is now the thirtieth retro birthday of the three DO interactive multiplayer. That oh, is the, that is the full name of it. Yes, that is a system I I never wanted back then, but I'm dying to own now. I want it now because I have the Joker's Wild on you 3DO. You do. I want to I, play it. Somewhere. And 3DO is not playable on the Polymega yet. So No, no, no. You think um, it would be. Yeah, I'm hoping that they do get it so that I can play it and not worry about buying a 3DO. Um, that, those are giant. They are They are huge. Um, and you know, I should have looked at it on eBay to see what it's going for, but I did not. Well, while you're doing your Larry, thing, yep, while well, I'm doing that. So, the 3DO interactive multiplayer was a home video game console developed by the 3DO company. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out, like I said, October 4th, 1993, in North America. 
uh, came out late in March in Japan, March 94 in Japan, Europe, July, uh, June 94. Mm-hmm. Um, it lasted for four years, which I was surprised to hear. Oh, yeah, longer than expected, right? Yeah, 93 to 97. Uh, sold 2 million units worldwide. Games were CD-ROM based. Mm-hmm. Uh, the in, the original price for this system, you want to talk about a hefty price. Your, your end gauge was 300 in 2003. This thing went for $700 in 1993. You know, I'm, I'm going to try and look up price inflation. Okay. Uh, $700. The end gauge with price inflation would have been 476 today. Oh, someone already did the math. Well, it was on. It was on the. Um, it was on the. Uh, what call it? On the uh, Wikipedia for it. Uh, this one, I'm trying to see what the Wikipedia has for it, but I don't see the. I don't see the price like uh, for inflation. You can look that up though. I'm doing it right now. Um, what was cool about this system was that it was. It came out after the Sega CD, right? Mm-hmm. Came out after the Sega CD, but it predated the Saturn. The Sony PlayStation and the N sixty four. What's that? What I saw? I saw you bug. Yeah, out. it's it's almost doubled. Would it be one thousand four hundred eighty seven dollars and thirty two cents? Yep, hundred twelve. That's an expensive system. Percent increase from nineteen ninety three. Yep. So um, when it was first announced, though, like they were lauding this as like the next generation mm-hmm. of gaming for like its graphics and everything like that. So much so that Time Magazine actually announced this as 1993 product of the year wow yeah someone got fired so they definitely did (laughs) uh because you know it got very mixed reviews um uh uh, most of the reviews said basically wait for sega and sony to come out with their next systems Mm -hmm. um also not only that but they were telling people to hold off on buying this because of the upcoming atari jaguar that's Yagua. how much they thought that's how much they thought it was like going to be a so-so system yeah right not that great which is sad when you think about it um totally. uh yeah so um also the n64 because the n64 had been announced uh but as project reality yes love that it wasn't re- it wasn't an, yeah that, i thought that was kind of cool <laughs> so um like i said wound up selling uh two million units it, but a lot of versions of this came out yeah, it's uh, because very because there, there were multiple like licenses or something. Yeah, there were multiple licenses and companies working on this thing. So Panasonic released three different uh three different versions. Mm-hmm. There was the Panasonic FZ1 Real 3DO. Like which was the, that's the original which is the which is the OG. Yeah. Then there was the FZ10 3DO, which came out about a year later. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one, that when that one got released, it was a top loading CD. Yes, the original like the one. CD. Yeah, the original one had like a tray, disc tray that came out, like the Sega CD. Like the Sega CD. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it literally followed the Sega CD <laughs> yeah. format. Um, then there was in Japan only uh, the the Panasonic N one thousand five three DO CD changer, which was a custom console that had a five disc CD drive. Really. So you That's had cool. Yes, yeah, so you had five discs in there at once. Then I guess Panasonic got tired of making them. Then Gold Star came in <laughs> and came out with four different versions. When they was done fighting the Power Rangers. Yep. So yeah, exactly. Gold Star. No, that was a gold gold. <laughs> gold R. Gold R. Gold R. Um, the first version that Gold Star came out with uh, was in South Korea and was basically a, a copy of the original version. Of course. Um, then they came out with um GDO 101 for North America and Europe, 
Then there was the 202 for Korea and Europe. And then finally, the 203 3DO Alive 2 for South Korea only. <laughs> Alive! And then for some odd reason in 95, Sanyo came out with one in Japan. So okay. this thing, this thing kind of bounced around. It did. All over the place. Uh, and there were a couple of other things that came out with it, which were really cool. Um, the the uh, the system board in it had a whopping 200 megabytes bus Whoa. Cl- clocked at 50 megahertz. Look out. It had two megabytes of RAM. Wow. Megabytes. Yeah. <laughs> one, me- one megabyte of VRAM. Okay. Uh, and 32 kilobytes of SRAM. Um, the accessories it came with, not only did it come with a controller, you were able to buy a light gun for the shooting games. Well, I didn't realize that. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. Most of the games were arcade port games. Yeah. Um, one, that, one that actually I had on the Sega CD, Mad Dog McCree oh, was released yeah. on this. Uh, it came, there was a mouse released for it. Really? Uh, it was bundled okay. with Konami's game Police Knots. Okay. Um, and then there was uh, Home Arcade Systems released a steering wheel for the 3DO to support several racing titles, including, I don't know if you know this, it came out on the 3DO. Need for Speed actually was released on the 3DO. Oh, that I knew. That I knew. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Um, and there were, you know, and there were a bunch of, uh, and there were a bunch of games mm-hmm. that came out with it. Obviously, it was a commercial failure. Um, Time Extension, the website that we go to for our news, um, they they put out an article for the 3DO to celebrate its 30th anniversary, and they listed some of the 30 best 3DO games ever made. Okay. Um, what I didn't realize, like some of the games that were on there, like I said, Need for Speed, Road Rash, Total Eclipse, John Madden Football, mm. FIFA released on there. All of those franchises wound up moving over to Sony and Sega for the PlayStation and Saturn. But the 3DO did have an interesting library of stuff. Some of the ones I'm just going to shout out on their list, their top yeah. 30 list. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Yes. Was on the 3DO. Um, Crash and Burn, which was a cool racing game. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a horror-esque game called The Horde, which I am very interested in now. <laughs> uh, and and remember, because this was a CD-based game, like, like Sega CD, some of them had, like, like The Horde, full motion video. Yes. Mixed in with the gameplay, which was kind of interesting. Road Rash, which I brought up. Uh, Samurai Showdown, Wolfenstein 3D. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, had some really heavy hitters on there. Yeah. Ge- uh, Gex was released yes. on 3DO. And we're getting a, uh, the trilogy re-release very soon. Yeah, so there was there was some really, like, there was some really solid games on the system. Um, unfortunately, you know, you know, it wasn't that popular. And yeah, uh, we and, got better things with Sony and, uh, and Sega. <laughs> we did again another system that like got backing from yeah. from companies that you kind of you know weren't expecting, or at least nowadays when you look back on it. Uh, yeah. On on eBay, sold yep. various versions of the system going anywhere between on average like between one fifty and two ten. Wow, That's not not bad at all. No, not bad at all. Uh, I might People be uh, purchasing that. Yeah, each one come with at least one controller. The funny thing I always found with this is the two-player aspect of mm-hmm. the game system. Yep. Um, the system itself only had one controller port. Yes. You plug in a second controller, you would plug that into the first controller. And it would daisy-chain itself. Yeah, which was definitely which is not, very weird. Not a way you want to play games. Because if um, you're a two-player game, you can just yeah. like slightly like, oops. Oh, oops, oh. sorry, I pulled your controller. <laughs> or or I unplugged you. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, North America actually got a total of 162 games on this system. So wow. not, not that low. Definitely uh, more all, than I thought. All together, though, worldwide, there were 251 games released on the 3DO. Now, yes. I want to get my hands on this for a couple of reasons. One, I want to play my Joker's Wild game. <laughs> Joker, two, Joker, Joker. There are two Dungeons & Dragons games on this system that I want to check out. Okay. Um, which I was interested in. Uh, the uh, dra- uh, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons Death Keep uh, <laughs> and Slayer, but I think they were also both released on um, uh, PC, so I can always go that route. Yeah. But just to add the 3DO to my collection, I would like to do that because I totally. have a bunch of other. I have a bunch of other consoles. What's one? Yeah, more? why not? Why now, not? which one would you go for? Ooh, you know me. You know me. I like. Oh, I OG. like to get the first. I like okay. to get the OG version. Okay, fair enough. Um, but I'll be happy with. Honestly, I'd be happy with either one. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to add it to my collection. All right, cool. Yeah. Cool. So happy 30th retro birthday, yes. 3DO. Happy birthday to that. Some great systems, great old systems. And if you had any of the systems, and where can these where can our listeners and watchers get a hold of us to tell us if they have these systems? Wow, that wasn't awkward at all. But it if was. you want to reach out to us, you can do that on Facebook.com slash Retro Gamers Podcast, on Instagram at Retro Gamers Podcast, on Twitter X. at Retro Gamers Pod. I will never call it X because you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of my young 20s when people would talk about X as in ecstasy. So we'll never call it X. It's Wow. Where did, wow. Where we okay. <laughs> on Twitter at Retro X. Gamers Pod. You can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can watch us on YouTube at Retro Gamers Podcast, or you can email us at email at theretrogamers.com. Yes. And with that, let's get ready to close it out. But of course, we got to talk about some news. Well, Uh, actually, before we get to news... Back it up. Yes. Back it up. Oh, I feel like I'm editing something. Uh, Let's now get into... And I held off on this. I did not talk about it last week because I knew I I wanted to wait for you. Yes. So you're welcome. Thank you. Let's talk about the game of the week. All right. This week's game of the week. It was yours, so go for it. It was. And again, in honor of next year, us getting a new uh, version of the game uh, coming out, uh, I'm like, you know what, folks? Let's play some Contra. Mm-hmm. Let's play some amazing Contra. Konami's greatest game that they've ever put out. Um, and in my opinion, it's Old Magnum Opus. Yes. Oh, I'm, right. I'm sticking to it. No, it's a fair one to stick to. So Contra, and to me, Contra, you know, a lot of games you loved as an arcade game. And then when it got ported to the Nintendo, the NES, you're like, all right, this works. We'll deal with it. I will take the NES version over the arcade version any day of the week. Okay. I am not crazy about the arcade version. Of you don't game. like the, uh, you don't like the little animated sequences. It's like just, it's just, I don't, it, I don't know. Just, I'm not crazy about it. Okay. Um, And maybe just cause I'm used to the NES version, Got but uh, what's near and dear to me as sometimes when we pick some of these games, they have a little bit of personal uh, uh, attachment to it when we pick them. Okay. This was the first game I ever ever beat oh first that's game right. ever we've talked about we've talked about that before and it's yep. a it's a it's a moment to be proud of i remember it not vividly but i remember most of it and yes okay. i did use the konami code i'm not gonna lie i was I that know, is okay 10 or 12 or whatever you, and you were, um, you were but a child i was no, i was definitely younger than 12 so i just remember i'm just in my room playing the game whatever and just, you know, I'm getting further in. I'm getting further into the game. Like, oh, mm-hmm. this is okay. What's going on? Not even knowing how long the game is. I didn't know how many stages it was. And then when yeah. I when I get to that last level 
And when you get to the, to me, one of the most interesting looking bosses in, in gaming history, again, probably because of my attachment to it. Of course. It's a beating heart. Yes. <laughs> I love that part. So, um, you know, and that's what you're firing on. And if I remember correctly, which I'm sure I'm not, I probably didn't have any special weapons. I probably died so many times. I'm just stuck with my regular gun. Mm -hmm. And I and and I always I mean, even before that, I always pushed through, pushed through. And it was just always my go to game. And then finally, when that last shot hit that heart, you know what I mean? And starts blowing up. And now, first of all, thinking, okay, is there another level coming? And then realizing that's it. Yep. I just beat not only that, I beat a game. You beat a game. And I that's why a, that's why you kept going back to it, because it was the only game you ever beat. Probably probably. And then when I beat that game, I remember being so like I om I probably almost hyperventilated because I couldn't believe I did it. And like I'm screaming in the house. It's only me. I'm the only kid in the house. You know, I'm an only yep. child. So my mother like runs into the room, like, oh my God, what happened? What's going on? I'm like, I beat this game. And she's like, Don't you ever scream like that again? <laughs> my mom yelled at me a lot when I was little. She used to smoke. Um, so uh so um you have a gravelly voice. <laughs> no, no, she wasn't like, how dare <laughs> no, you? No, I know, I know. No, I know, I know. Well, no, you said she smoked. I'm no, like, I know. Right. And the and the only reason why she quit smoking <laughs> is because the veterinarian told her it was bothering the dog. So uh, there we go. Barclays, just smoke Barclays. That sounds about right. Yep. And I used to buy them for. That's nice. how old we are, folks. That's how old we are. We could go... buy cigarettes. No, no, no. We were able to go as kids and be like, "I'm buying these for my mom." And on, I got uh, so, look with the retro gamers talking about. I remember the day I went into the store to buy a pack, and the guy goes, "Listen, there's some new law that might be coming down soon. I might not be able to do this yep. anymore." And I'm like, "What new law? Laws, schmoz. Give me a pack of cigarettes." Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, so I remember beating it, and then finally, when the commotion, uh, the the ruckus calmed down, yeah, uh, we ended up. It was right before dinner. I think like we were ordering out anyway, and like you know, for celebration, I got to pick the meal I wanted. So of course, I got like a chicken parm hero uh, from Connie's Pizzeria. Do you remember Connie's? Pizzeria? Oh, I remember Connie's. Remember yeah. Connie's? yeah, my grandmother yeah. used to live like right around the corner. My grandparents lived there. Mm -hmm. They had up until they switched ownership, the absolute best chicken parm hero on the planet. All right. I I'll take your word for it. I had oh. home. I had homemade. No, no, I'm talking about from a restaurant. Oh, from a restaurant. Okay. Yeah, homemade's different, of course. That's right. But Always better. The best, best parm anyway. Uh, anyway, so so since then, yes, I've always had my love for for Contra. Funny enough, I didn't beat Super C until adulthood. No, no, it was like a year before the pandemic or something. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember I was, when you did it. We talked about it on the podcast when the mini came out. When yeah. the NES mini, because that's the first time I beat it on the mini. Mm -hmm. Shockingly enough, so um, and those are the in the series. Those are the only two games I've ever beaten. Okay, never got that far. Shockingly, in Alien Wars, you know, okay. uh, for, for Super Nintendo. Yeah, God help me with the Genesis version. That's a tough one. Yep. Genesis version, uh, but nevertheless, I love Contra, and um, so I was very happy to play through it again. I beat it, you know, again at this point now it's an old hat, mm -hmm. um, but still, it's just one of those games that will never ever get old with me okay well um for me this time around Con first off contra is the only one in the series that i ever beat because after that one for some odd reason i just never continued to follow okay. it so i never played any of them until you brought up i think we didn't we do super c or alien wars 
as a game of the week. I, we did uh, Super Nintendo. Yeah, Contra 3 we did. Yeah, yeah, we did Contra 3. So that, you know, so I, I really don't have that much history with Contra except playing the first one and beating it. Mm-hmm. So, but if you remember a couple of weeks ago, I said that I was going to play without the Konami code because I had never beaten the game without the Konami code. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am very happy to say as of today, I still have not beaten hey! without the Konami code. <laughs> uh, nice. I, I keep dying in level four. I don't uh, know why. That's uh, a tough one. That's a tough one. The, the second be- the second one where you walk forward. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, I just keep dying. I don't know why. Like, I, I just keep. Like, well, again, and again. It's on like, the boss uh, level? You you walk through and then the boss is the. Oh, okay, no, no, I'm saying you, it's like you're not dying in the corridor. You're dying when you're well, fighting. Well, I die once or twice in the corridor. But then, when I, but then I die. And then I die. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's the, it's the alien that separates. No, no, I know you're talking about uh, uh, um, uh, Optimus, Optimus Prime, Optimus Prime, yeah, Optimus Prime <laughs> keeps killing me. So, um, uh, so uh, you know, and I did, I tried it several times, but again, the whole point of it is to beat it with the three lives, and I wasn't no, able totally. To do that, so. Look, to be fair, I beat it for the first time without the Konami code, maybe like recently, actually. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, but despite doing that challenge, I mean. Um, I've always loved this game. There was something really fun about it because it was just a very simple high, like like the music makes it exciting. Oh, like I love, yeah. absolutely love the music. The music makes it exciting. The run and gun again, as a kid growing up in the eighties, this felt very Rambo, very predator. So like you were able to make, like I was always making a connection of this I, game I, to I, those movies. I, I wonder I mean, why. Just, yeah. I, I wonder mean, exactly. why the cover says it all. So, um, <laughs> So there was that there was that part of it. So like like look, give it to Konami for tapping into um tapping into something that was currently out and popular in the mm-hmm. 80s, you know. So I thought that was really cool. Um the fact that the levels changed also made it really interesting. So in other words, you went from a side scrolling level oh yes to uh to uh you know, I don't know, uh, moving like a third, forward like a third person perspective yeah. moving forward level to then a vertical level. Yeah. So it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just your standard side scroller. Oh, you side scroll through every uh, mm-hmm. level. So the variety of it made it interesting. It wasn't a very long game, but even still, no. it was just a satisfying game to play through and to beat. Um, and it, graphics were fun. You know, graphics were really oh, yeah. well done for what it was uh, an eight pick game. Yeah. Just overall, like I never really had a single complaint about it. The biggest issue with the game, because it was an arcade game, was that. It was hard to beat, and Konami fixed that by putting in what has become <laughs> synonymous with Konami, the Konami code. Um, you know, in the arcade, obviously, they want you to die after three lives, so you put in another door. Of course. But at home, when you bought, you know, when you've paid fifty or sixty bucks for the game, you want to be able to beat it. So the and the Konami code allowed you to do that. So all in all, like absolutely, like one of the very few games I can say that I've never really had anything negative to say about it. Wow, so, awesome! I like to hear uh, that. Yep, yeah. and the arcade version to me, I still find fun. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't, I don't despise it. Yeah, it's just, it, you know, not that crazy about but it. I but I do relate, I do relate to the NES one, obviously, totally more. right. Yeah. And then just, and we're not going to go into it here, but to look into the history of uh, Contra as far as its different versions, like it's, you know, we learned that there are some translations that change coming from Japan over here to US. Mm-hmm. Actually, the Famicom version of Contra has more animated sequences yeah. in the game and as cutscenes as well. But the actual difference where like North America, we get Contra, but in Europe, they get Probotector. That's right. And it's the exact same game, but due to like whatever the laws were over in Europe about- Laws time, are licensing, right? 
No, no, no. It had nothing to do with licensing. It had oh. to do with the fact that you're like killing humans or something. That's oh. why they're robots in this game. Probotector, mm. they're robots. Again, everything else is the exact same, but you and the villains are robots. So, so, so Europe pretty much had like an ESRB before we did. Kind of, sort of, yeah. kind of, sort of. So, um, and, and which is also why you know the, the, over in Europe is teenage mutant hero turtles. That's right, because they the word be ninja ninjas. was almost like outlawed or something. They can't be weird. ninjas. Yeah, evil, evil ninjas. So, but uh, check out Probotector if you can. Mm-hmm. And if you want a really good hack, a ROM version, you know, if you think Contra is hard to begin with now, mm-hmm. uh, one of the first games I actually bought when I went to Game On, Contra: Revenge of the Red Falcon. Oh wow, nice. This is. As much as the first level is in original Contra, the first level in this one is about three times longer. Mm. And it is almost like a bullet hell game. Wow. Okay. It's wild. Yeah, it's a fun one to play. Cool. I'll have to try that one uh, one day when I visit. Definitely. So, cool. all right, cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Hopefully everyone out there enjoyed it. And yep. um, Ant, what have, have you decided on a game of the week this week? I actually have decided on a what? game this week. I'm not, I'm not doing an audible or coming up with it <laughs> off the fly. Thank on the God. fly. I know. Hey, you know, hey, I, you know what? I put thought into this show. <laughs> I do every week for about five minutes. <laughs> uh, so so this week, um, we're going to stay on the NES, which, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm a proponent for, like, branching out to other systems because I don't want us to just stick to NES games. But I'm choosing this game specifically because there are very few opportunities where I can pick this game uh, and make it synonymous with a... a something in real life okay so in you know it's october you know it's the halloween is coming up you know how much i love scary movies and everything like that spooky scary skeletons spooky spooky scary stuff and in celebration for this friday which Mm. is a very special day i want us to play Friday the thirteenth on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Wow! Yes. Now I was I was going to go one step further, but I don't think uh, I don't think you have access to this game, and honestly, I don't know where mine is. Uh, there was a Friday the Thirteenth game on the Commodore sixty four. Ooh! But tracking that one now might be a pain. Uh, if it's in, if uh, I didn't look to see if it's on archive uh, archive in there. If it is, but I would argue, if we can. So we could play through a slew of Friday the 13th games because there's one on the Commodore 64, there's one on the NES, and then, of course, there's the multiplayer game that's available on PlayStation 4 and 5, which we have played. But that's a current game. Retro-wise, I think it's easier to stick to the NES Friday the 13th. Frank is still hiding underneath the bed in that yes, uh, Friday the 13th version. Oh, uh, that was great. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know if it's on the Internet Archive. Yeah, so Friday the 13th for the Nintendo Entertainment System is our game of the week. Awesome. So, um, if, you know, if you guys want to take it one step further and play it on Friday the 13th, Ooh. do that um, and have a blast doing it. Um, it. I will say this. I'm not expecting great reviews from people who do play. <laughs> oh, uh, why not? Uh, the one on the NES. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So him and all of his purple glory. Yes, that is it. I have the NECA figure that they did at Comic-Con one year of the purple have- and blue. Jason Voorhees. I have the pop vinyl. Eight bit. Oh, so do I. So do I. I have him too. I have him with my eight bit Freddy. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Who, by the way, in his game was also kind of purple. Yeah, I guess purple was the way to go. That that well, you know what? They didn't want to do black for evil. They just did purple. (laughs) Purple represent royalty and evil. 
Well, with that, folks, as you can tell, we're already going long, but that's okay. Yep. You like listening? Listen, we got to make up for it. Last week was only eighteen minutes. Yeah, so last, we're going to make up for it this. Well, week. that that also, when you had to endure Larry just complaining for eighteen. Minutes. Well, it wasn't complaining. I was issuing grievances. Yeah, well, the cheese with that wine, and it led to an. <laughs> Damn it! All right, let's get to news. Let's do it. All right, let's get to news. Uh, uh, we're going to do a little something different this week with retro news. Larry and I are going to alternate. What did we talk retro about this? News. No, I don't remember discussing this. Okay. Yeah, we we did. We're gonna we're gonna alternate to show you how much news he came up with and how much news I. Came up. <laughs> As but usual, we'll he's gonna win. We'll start. I always win. We'll start with retro birthdays because there were other retro birthdays this week. Game specific. Okay. And just a handful of ones to bring up. One of them I'm bringing up just for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, 2008, we are celebrating the 15th retro birthday of Dead Space Ooh. on PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and Windows. Wow, fifteen years. Good lord. Fifteen years. Dead Space. Okay. Dead Space, one of those. Uh, one of those like. Um, uh, uh, science fiction, yep. horror yep. kind of games. Uh, really, really cool game. Uh, moving on to 2003, two games to celebrate. The 20th retro birthday for Max Payne, The Fall of Max Payne, Ooh. which came out on Windows first. Okay. Actually, Windows got it before consoles did. Consoles got it about a month after. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, the other game for 2003, which I'm happy to bring up, because I just, it made me remember the show and how much I used to love watching the show because it was just absurd. 2003, 20th retro birthday of MTV's Celebrity Deathmatch. Oh my God. On PlayStation, PS2, Xbox, and PC. <laughs> great show. Great, great show. Great show. That game was um, fucking. Yeah, it was a little tough, but the, the show itself was awesome. Yep. And finally, 1998, the 25th. Retro birthday for Duke Nukem Time to Kill on I the almost, PlayStation 1. I almost picked that up, actually. Okay. And then I re- but then I remembered the collections coming out on Evercade, and that's a whole lot easier to pick up. Ah, uh, yes, the Evercade. So. All right. And then moving on from that, now we'll go into the rest of Retro News. And since you brought up Evercade, that'll be the first uh, topic oh, okay. I'm going to bring up. Cool. So evercade recently announced as we all know the evercade system larry has one oh love it um and loves it uh they sell compilation cartridges for it they sure do with a bunch of games on them but evercade announced today that their atari carts that they have released are being discontinued mm-hmm. their license with atari ends december 31st 2023 so if you have an evercade and you don't own the atari carts now is your time to pick them up because they won't be uh, produced anymore. <laughs> um, there are five different collections. Oh, I didn't realize that. There's Atari Collection 1 and 2. Yeah. Atari Lynx Collection 1 and 2. And then oh. a, and then Atari Arcade 1. I forgot. Um, I, I didn't put yeah. two and two together with the Lynx. Okay. Yeah. I'm assuming the arcade, they were planning an Arcade 2 since they called Probably. that one Arcade yeah. 1. But uh, that will not be happening. Um, I actually have the two Lynx games. Do I have the oh, Atari cool. 1 too? uh no i don't have the arcade yeah. one but i definitely have the uh the links games well so yeah so anyway so uh, you know i'm actually tempted to pick these up because evercade's on my list of consoles to buy i just haven't p- picked it up yet Tell so you, man. I, but i may grab all of these before they go away so well, i might grab them too so that is the uh, first bit of news i want to share larry tag you're in oh let's stick with atari shall we atari's okay. got a great lineup of um 
what's called recharged games. Okay. Basically bringing back their, some of their old uh, IPs and really putting a 2023 shine on them. Mm-hmm. The newest one that just got announced, uh, I don't think there's much of a release date yet, and all these are available on the new systems, uh, Berserk Recharged. Yeah. Uh, this is one I think is going to be an awesome game to play because Berserk by itself, the original Berserk, was mm-hmm. fantastic. Berserk is one of those games I absolutely loved on the Atari. You know, one of my favorite games. And I loved it. I love the arcade version too, because the arcade version had had sound, had audio. Oh, you actually you actually heard them talk, which was kind of cool. <laughs> Granted, did. it was only a few different words, but still it was <laughs> great. Um, and and what's awesome, not only uh, are we getting Berserk, which uh Berserk um uh recharge, which is coming out again on all consoles. And when I say all of them, yes, even Atari's own VCS will be getting a copy of Berserk Recharged, and that will be the system that I will be purchasing it on. Will it, will it wind up getting released like eight months later, like like their own 50th anniversary? No, to, and no. to be fair, usually the Recharged come out a little earlier than all the other ones. Uh, I'm still right. very upset at that. Trust me. Okay. Uh, but nevertheless, it's uh, very cool. So, you know, check it out, Evil Auto. And of course, every time I think Berserk, I just think of the amazing song off of the pac-man fever uh so that's uh, right i think i'm going berserk so you, uh check it out berserk my friend what how dare you sir uh definitely check that out when it comes out again on all current consoles all right uh moving on mm-hmm. uh to another game uh the snes classic game top gear if you remember that one i i owned top gear i love that game oh game so yeah, so Pico Interactive, Coleco, and Strictly Limited Games have joined forces mm-hmm. to release a Top Gear tabletop mini arcade game. So again, it's kind of like Larry has a couple of these little tabletop arcade. Oh, I'm sorry, he only has one. You sold yeah. Rainbow Bright. I forgot. <laughs> well, because now I have it on NES. Right. You sold the Rainbow Bright one. But it looks like this, like Larry is showing right now his Robotech mini yes. arcade. So... It has it has the uh, it has the buttons, but most importantly, the little arcade one for this has a steering wheel. Yes, that is very cool. Which is really cool. Which re- just reminds me of when I was four years old, and I had the little steering wheel thing that made it look like I was driving. Places, oh yeah, really yeah, with wasn't. the light up backgrounds. With yeah, the light up background. Absolutely. Yep. So if you like Top Gear, which is also known as Top Racer, mm-hmm. um, you can purchase this little mini arcade version of it, which is kind of cool. Very so cool. Check, strictly, strictly Limited Games is the website to go to if you want it. Strictly, I've bought, I've purchased a lot of games through them. Very yep. good website. Very good website. So, all right. Um, all right. Uh, up next, uh, this was something that kind of came out, uh, which I thought was pretty interesting. The list itself actually came out a couple of years ago, actually a few, mm-hmm. well, about 10 years ago, but uh, I never really looked into it. Uh, all these game systems always have like, you know, code, like a, like a, um, code um, names. different, yeah, code name, you know, for what it is. But Xbox, the original Xbox mm-hmm. definitely was not its first choice, let alone second, let alone 20th choice. Yeah. There are some interesting names that they were going to go with for the original Xbox. And this is um, some of these rejected names uh, came out of an interview with Edge magazine uh, in 2013. I'm just going to name a couple that kind of jump off at me. Um, The full action center or face. Yeah. Let's play face. I want to play with your. Nope. Never mind. Do you, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I want to. Play, the, what are you doing tonight? Nothing. Why? I want to play with your face. Well, you went there. I did not. Uh, <laughs> uh, I. A name that would be problematic today, the Microsoft Action Experience or Max. 
Oh, okay. The um, let's see what else we got. The uh, the tack. But this one I like. They were going to go with tack. Total action center. And no. the games and the discs would have been called tax. No. Imagine that. Did you buy a new tax today for your tax? Did you buy it? No, I didn't buy any tax. Thank you. <laughs> uh, the R&R, Reality they, and Revolution. Did they charge you tax with your tax? <laughs> this one I would have preferred. Mega. Microsoft Entertainment and the Gaming Mi- Attendant. The Microsoft Mega. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Sure. And then, uh, a couple the other one, and then uh, another interesting one, the Verve. The virtual entertainment and reality venture, Verve. Verve. No. Can't wait to play my Verve. No, I would never play it. The only the only thing I want to hear from Verve is bitter bittersweet symphony. Oh, That's all I want to hear. Great song. Yes, and the is only the one Verve I remember pipe? from them. No, Verve pipe. Sang oh, that freshman. Was, yes, you're right. Freshman. Uh, the fact that there were two bands that came out very close to each other <laughs> called Verve something with the yes. word Verve in it is still strikes me funny. Yes. So, yeah, so Xbox had some interesting names. Yeah, they did have some interesting names. And thankfully, you know what? I mean, Xbox, I mean, just works anyway. Yeah. So either that oh, or we totally. just, that we're we used got used to it. We're used to it. You know, anyway, uh, forget about their uh, their um, their numbering system. That's a whole other mess. <laughs> oh, that was going to be one of them. Also, I forgot um, they, it was going to be called the uh, the three, six, zero. I just closed it. The uh, um, the T.S.O. Oh, yes. The 360. That no. would have been a little weird. Nuts. Because everyone would have called it a 360. Yeah, it would have just been a 360. Oh, TSO. did you get your three did you get your 360? No. <laughs> no, I got my my TSO. Yeah. <laughs> Although would you would would it no no knowing you though, you would have called it the, the 360 if they if they released it that way, the same way you get mad when people say NES and SNES. Because that's stupid and wrong. <laughs> like bros. But bros. you agree with me on bros. What's wrong with bros? Super Mario Bros. Oh yeah, that sucks. That at least you agree with me on. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You, you know what you need to agree with me on though? VB sucks. That's what How you need to agree with. See, VB dare sucks. you? This Works is why I do not cook in Hyrule. Moving on. Moving on. Um. Uh. We we had a bunch of Atari news before. I'll throw in one more. There was a lost Atari game that was never released back in 1983 because of the video game crash. So they just never released it. Finally, 40 years later, the Atari 2600 game Save Mary is finally getting an official release. Um, and it's going to be a physical release yep. with the OG looking Atari box, the cartridge, the instruction booklet, all of it will be coming out. I'm trying to, you'll be able well, to only- purchase, purchase yeah. it in the Atari XP line. Yeah. You can pre-order it now for $59.99. Full price for a full game, um, yep. which is interesting because th- there's other Atari games that are coming out. Like, actually, we were talking about Berserk. There's yep. an enhanced 2600 cartridge yes. of Berserk that's being released, uh, and that's only 30 bucks. Yep. But um, nevertheless, and what's cool about th- this is Atari putting out. It's like Nintendo putting out a brand new NES game. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, so it's kind of cool. Very cool. Um, st- I was pulling it up. I, I, I searched oh, okay. Hail Mary. <laughs> oh, no. Save Mary. <laughs> yeah. uh, just a quick warning about the game. I don't know if this is going to affect it in terms of quality, but the guy who made the game, the one who the actual game yeah. um, designer, Todd Fry, is also widely known for the release of another 2600 game. He's the one who ported Pac-Man. 
which is re- partially responsible for the video game crash of 83. I mean, you know, he, he so St. Gave... Mary may St. Mary maybe should be Hail Mary. He had like <laughs> 40 years to, to work no, on Save Mary. He had like I six know. months on Pac-Man. That's true. Even... That's true. All right. Very cool. Back to you. Hopefully that will come out with the VCS. <laughs> Um, in an interesting turn of events, but is it really? Uh, we had the shutdown, of course, of the eShops with the 3DS and the Wii U. Now, as of April, April of 2024, all online gameplay will be shutting down for the 3DS and the Wii U. Uh, I'd be sad. I'd be I'd be sad about it if I was still using my Wii U. The clock is ticking, dude. The clock is ticking. I'm still trying to track down, not track down, but I want to pull pull the trigger and purchase a copy of Wind Waker HD on the Wii U. I don't have. Oh, it's yet. a great version too, and and it really does use the combination of the television and the Wii U gameplay, yeah. like a uh, gameplay like properly. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, but in a kind of a piggybacking story to this, you so yeah, all network gameplay, all network stuff is shutting down, uh, okay. which is concerning a lot of people because that also means leaderboards are shutting down and stuff like that. Yeah, look, I mean. I, I don't know what the logistics behind I, as a gamer, obviously you never want to see that happen, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's got to cost money to keep those servers going. So at some point, you know, business, you know, Nintendo has to make a decision just trying to be fair about it. But, and I didn't realize they were working on this and probably the greatest name for a company pretendo um, is trying to, is currently working on, has been for a while working on setting up servers for the 3ds for the wii u yeah so when everything shuts down people can continue playing these games online and i didn't even think that was a possibility to do no i didn't either so granted it's going to involve slightly you know having to hack your systems yeah but the fact that there's people out there and it will be a free distribution and you know 20 minutes after it's distributed nintendo will be sending out the cease and desist of course nevertheless the fact that people are working on this at public servers for systems like this, you know, really more to play online games, to download some homebrews and stuff like that. But still, I think this is really cool. No time frame because uh, Pretender was really they're like, look, we're going to put it out when it's ready. We're not yeah. rushing anything. We're going to put it well, out. Well, not only that, I don't, I don't know if Nintendo can go after them because they're not selling true offering games for people to download true you have to have the game yourself in order to play it online with others yeah and i should uh let me reiterate the reason they're going to release it quote once they are stable enough for widespread use so nevertheless very cool to see and they also mentioned that they will do everything they can to somehow i don't know in what way shape or form but preserve historical data meaning like leaderboards and stuff like that because a lot of competition uh rely on those of course oh uh, so we'll see what's going on with that uh very interesting though to Mm -hmm. uh to see someone somebody trying to keep this alive cool all right uh um, since you did a twofer i'm gonna do a quick twofer as well okay um so we all know that um pokemon right pokemon ash has finally become a pokemon champion finally and ash and pikachu are sadly you know fading away into the pokemon annex in history yeah no they're not dying they're just they're just leaving you know ash Ash and pikachu's story is over they are now moving on Mm -hmm. um and to celebrate that 
they uh the Pokemon company posted a special tribute video about Ash's journey. Yes. With Pikachu. It's very touching. So if you are a big Pokemon fan, go online and check out that uh that uh video. It was shockingly Pikachu. moving and it was I've very never moving. really played any of the games. I didn't yeah. watch the show. I know. But yeah, I, I've watched it like a couple of episodes here yeah. and there and the first movie, but that was it. Yeah, me uh, too. Yeah. But um and for those of you who do watch the show, the finale is going to be available on Netflix. It's on Netflix right now. Very so cool. If you want to see how it ends, you can, which is great. Uh, and then the other bit of news, which Larry was somehow surprised about, but I believe I brought it up on the show previously. I don't pay attention. There is a Pokemon live action television yes. series coming to Japan. They just released the first trailer. The show premieres October 17th of this yeah, this October 17th. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about the show is that it's a live action show, but it's not about it's not about the game itself. Yeah. So the story is about it's a live action drama, like a you know, like an hour long. I don't know if it's a half hour or an hour mm-hmm. long. And it focuses on the impact of the Pokemon game on a former fan's life. So the star of the show. She's a new college grad who struggles to click in with her new job in her new city. Mm -hmm. And then her mother sends her a care package that includes a Game Boy and Pokemon Red. (laughs) And the story just starts from there. So um, the cool thing about the, I mean, the show's being released in Japan. Mm -hmm. But for those of you in the U.S. who want to see it, it will actually be available on Hulu. Which I think is amazing. Which, And I'm really looking forward to checking this out just to see what they're doing with it. Yeah, I love this concept because, like you said, it's it's not you know it's not like the movie Detective Pikachu, which is, don't get me wrong, amazing, right. but it's all real world. You know, it's 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 mm-hmm. just using Pokemon. I feel like there was something that came out recently that kind of had that same kind of style story to it. But in any event, um, you know, using Pokemon, uh, or as I guess some of us uh, realized for the first time, what Pokemon is over in Japan. Yes, I. You know, it's funny. I'm so shocked at this, and I don't. uh, I don't mean that in a bad way. No, I very rarely have these moments where I've missed. I literally (laughs) had something go completely over my head. That's usually a Larry thing. But I'm man enough. I'm uh, no, it's true. I'm man enough to admit it. You know, the virtual boy, you know, puts you down for the rest of your life. How dare you? So, um, but I had no idea because, again, not only have I really never played a traditional Pokemon game, I've never, I never made the connection in my head, nor have I ever seen the screen. Mm-hmm. of the the uh, the loading screen of the game where pokemon is just a shortened version of pocket monsters I had no idea that's the translation None. basically yeah yeah i had no idea that it was po- pocket yep. monsters pokemon nope <laughs> nope and again that just shows like how little i know about pokemon I yes just, how much you just ignore it no 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 i just no i know pika pika <laughs> okay and i also i also have pokemon stadium one and two i have pokemon i have pokemon snap i have pokemon puzzle league i just never played a traditional pokemon game <laughs> um the the likelihood though of this show maybe coming to hulu uh as much as tv tokyo is available on hulu yeah there's only two shows let alone i think just two episodes of tv tokyo shows okay one from 06 and one from 2017 we'll see oh wow okay We'll put our hopes. We'll see. Not too high, but we'll see what Ooh. happens. All right. Uh, your turn. Yes. All right. So um, in as usual, and as always, we always love to see, you know, uh, new games come out for all 
old systems, but a lot yes. of times old games are coming out for new systems. We, as we talked um, recently, the availability to play a lot of these old games is disappearing uh, rapidly. Um, and companies like, you know, who are now in my good graces because they realize their errors, companies like Limited Run are allowing, um, you know, for these games to become available and becoming releasing very soon, both physically and digitally, a boy and his blob, the retro. Yes. I'm excited about this because I love the boy in his blob. Did I ever get far enough in the game? No. Did I love the game? Yes. <laughs> and it's going to be both the NES and the Game Boy version. Yes. Will be coming out in this collection. Uh, it's going to be 10 bucks. Um, and uh, when does it come out? October. Oh, October 17th. It's going to be released. Perfect. Good. So, I, will be, I will be picking that up. I'll pick it up too. I wasn't a huge fan. I've always rented a boy in his blob. But mm -hmm. back then, I was too young to kind of put two and two together. Like how to, how to play the game. Yeah. Feed the blob jelly beans, turn them into things so that you can get stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, I wasn't paying attention. Pretty sure. But, uh, but I'm looking forward to playing like this. Um, I know you were able, I don't think it's available anymore, but you were able to purchase through limited run physical NES, physical Game Boy uh, versions as well. Oh, but, that's right. Oh, do you I? have it on order? I might. I got to look for that. I'm going to check their email and check what address they have. Well, I, well, I was just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I always forget what I order from limited run because it takes so long to it get really it. Does. It, does. it does. It takes, it takes a long time to get stuff from them. I think I, I, have, I may have two or three orders with them that I'm. I think sure. I have one order still out them and strictly limited strictly limited. I have an order that's probably approaching a year, okay. but um, it is what it is. Yeah, it happens. The very rare times I buy. This is why I buy digital. Yeah. All right. Uh, jumping back to me. Yes. Um, me. So Lego. We Every week I feel like there's a new piece of information. Like, like there's news about Lego. Last time we <laughs> last time we met, we were talking about the Piranha Plant. Um, and, oh, now yeah. this, and now this time Lego has announced. Nintendo dropped today an announcement. Lego and Animal Crossing. Ooh. Is now going to be the next thing. Very so cool. there's a little uh, there's a little preview video for it. Okay, uh, that you can watch. They show a bunch of the uh, a bunch of the animal characters from Animal Crossing as yep. Lego characters. So um, if you're interested in Animal Crossing and Lego coming together, be on the lookout for some uh, some sets. I guess. Sweet, love it. Yep. What else you got? Um, I, again, speaking uh, with older games coming out. Limited run, uh, going back to them, uh, they did announce uh, the digital collection for the Jurassic Park games that okay. are coming out. And the, it's like one, two, maybe like five versions, mm -hmm. almost like the uh, like the Disney collection that had Jungle Book uh, and um, uh, Lion King and then eventually uh, Aladdin. Yep. I got those out of order. But in any event, like they have like the NES version, the Super NES version, the Genesis version, the Game Boy version. That's what we're getting with the digital comp, the digital collection for Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park 2, The Chaos Continues, and Jurassic Park Rampage Edition. NES, Game Boy, Super NES, and Genesis versions. But what was recently announced are legacy cards mm -hmm. right now of the NES, the Game Boy. And the Super NES version of Jurassic Park. Nice. Now, what's awesome about these, and I, you know, again, I've always given credit because I even got, I still got Star Wars versions uh, when a limited run put out, like with the. Oh blister yeah, packs. I remember that. That's right. Mm -hmm. So they're putting out these versions with these gorgeous amber color uh, carts, you know, to to mimic yeah. obviously the amber in Jurassic Park. So, are you buying it? I don't know. 
because here's the thing the collector's edition for each one you know comes with some extra stuff or whatever yeah but it still comes with that amber color cart but the collector edition versions the carts light up when you play them oh that's kind of cool. they have leds inside of them that's cool very cool like i've All seen right, so before, yeah so you're buying it but they're a hundred bucks each that you're each. buying it you're still buying it i know maybe one you'll buy them. one you'll buy one of them we'll see yeah, if you collect the, all five retro collections you mm -hmm. um you get each one has a specific sticker and it you put them all together okay. and it plays well yeah well well don't do that <laughs> but you're gonna buy one but still uh, they're very cool yeah all right uh moving on uh nintendo has recently announced uh this is more current news not retro news but mm -hmm. really quickly super mario wonder super mario brothers wonder is coming out october 20th yes i, I got a pre-order coming yep. out october 20th well nintendo just announced that they will have a pre-launch celebration in their new york store uh, so October 19th, there'll be a pre-launch celebration for Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Very cool. Uh, they will be announcing that information on October 10th. <laughs> so when this episode drops, um, be on the lookout for what Nintendo New York is going to be announcing for their pre-launch celebration, what okay. they're going to be doing now. So there you go for that. Very cool. And then I got one final thing just to mention real fast, as far as those of you who love physical copies of these games. Uh -huh. uh, on the Switch is coming out with a physical copy of the Star Wars Heritage Pack. Oh, yes. Which actually is cheaper than buying the collection online, shockingly. Mm. Um, it's being released uh, December 8th, 2023. It's going to be $60, but it's seven Star Wars games. Nice. Uh, the Force Unleashed, Republic Commando, Episode One Racer, Jedi Knight 1 and 2, and Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. So if you're into Star a Wars, list. a, a solid very list. solid list. Here's the kicker, though, for some of, the, some of you who are purists. Uh -oh. uh, Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, those are the only games you have to download. The other five will be on cart. Okay. So Interesting. Is what it is, though. Great collection, right. though, especially for That's Episode fair. 1 Racer. True. True. That was a fun one. I have that on the N64. I think I I think I ended up downloading it on the Wii. I mean on yeah, the, uh, on the Switch. Yeah. Shout out the Empire never seen. Was that that wasn't on the list? So, no, it wasn't well. on the list. Because there was another limited run put it in a blister pack, but I missed it. Uh and okay. yeah, you're right. I haven't seen it released in a long time. That game was phenomenal. Yeah. On N64. Um yeah, no, it definitely was. Okay. Um, another bit of current news, but something I do, I have to share because I know I'm happy it makes Larry, <laughs> but, um, edge magazine, I don't know if you know, edge magazine, mm -hmm. um, they've been, uh, they've been a, a pop culture magazine for a long time. Yep. Um, so, and they always cover interactive entertainment. Uh, they are celebrating their, th their 30th retro birthday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and to celebrate their 30 years, they released an article where um the reader they they ran their biggest poll ever where readers past and present staff as well as some representatives in the video game industry voted on the top 100 greatest games of the past 30 years wow. so from 1993 to 2023 there's right? a lot of hitters there there are a lot of hitters there and what came in at number 1 
I mean, you got to believe it's got to be like Super Mario 64, clearly. Um, Super Mario 64 came in third. Oh, really? Third. What could possibly be? You know what? Maybe like Tomb Raider. Um, well, no, Tomb Raider came out earlier than 93. Uh, um, no, I didn't. Tomb Raider was after 93. Was oh, wasn't I? Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. It was like 96. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Right, well, what could I mean? I can't think of them boneheading this possible list. So what they, def- what? they definitely could not. They okay. they chose wisely the top rated game of the last thirty years. Okay. The Legend of Zelda. Oh, Ocarina Breath of, of the Wild. What is wrong with these people? <laughs> My God! Just to give you some other notes, Tears of the Kingdom came in twentieth. Um, top five though, Breath of the Wild was one. Dark Souls was two. Oh, wow. Uh, Super Mario 64, three. Ocarina of Time, four. Wow. And Resident Evil, four, fifth place. Okay. Okay. I mean, I don't understand. I mean, I I mean, how how, they're clearly not going to last another 30 years. Thank you, Edge Magazine, for once again proving Larry wrong. I welcome anybody else watching or listening to the show to prove Larry wrong as well. It's pretty, it's pretty easy to do, though. All right. Last, last, last bit of news I want to share. Yes. Uh, because I, uh, this one was actually really cool and uh, kind of made me smile uh, <laughs> and actually is tempting me to spend a very large chunk of money that Whoa. I don't have. Okay. I'm not going to do it. But <laughs> a very rare Nintendo M6 demo unit was put oh, yeah. up for auction on eBay by the American Cancer Society. Now, the M6 unit was a Nintendo unit that was sent out to retailers so retailers could test NES games to determine whether or not they wanted to carry them in their stores. Mm -hmm. So basically this unit inside the unit, it was almost like, it was almost like the way you put ROMs in the system. So there were 16 games inside this demo unit. And just to give you a rundown of the games on it, Mm -hmm. it had tennis, baseball, soccer, 10-yard fight, golf. 10-yard fight. Wild Gunman, Hogan's Alley, Duck Hunt with the Zapper. Mm -hmm. Wrecking Crew, Excite Bike, Kung Fu, Super Mario Brothers, Ice Climber, Pinball, Clue Clue Land, Uh and Stack Up. Wow. So 16 games, one big giant system um, that you were able to test them out on. The 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 console, the M6 demo console is work is in working order. Yep. It has seven days left as of our recording. It'll be five days when this drops. Um the current price for it right now on eBay is two thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. Which to me, to be honest with you, doesn't sound that high yet, but obviously there's a week left to go. Have you seen the shipping price? Yeah, 90 bucks. Really? Yeah. I mean, at that point. If they, look, I get it. It's going a, to the it, Americans. I get it's a big it, thing. and it's going for charity, Larry. I this, get it. This but is come on, but this is this is the t- okay. You were just talking about trying to pick up a hundred dollar NES game that lights up. So I think for this unit, it's okay to spend the ninety dollars on shipping. I don't know. And with that. That ends retro news. All right. Well, let's wrap this one and up. And this so, episode. <laughs> yes. One more time. 
Ant, where can they find us? Uh, you guys can find us on Facebook.com slash RetroGamersPodcast, on Instagram at RetroGamersPodcast, on Twitter X. at RetroGamersPod. You can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can watch us on YouTube at RetroGamersPodcast, or you can email us at email at TheRetroGamers.com. And with that, folks, we're going to call it a week. Yep. Remember, next week is our big New York Comic Con. Big. It's our New York Comic Con episode, so yes, uh, we'll check that out. If you see me at New York Comic Con, come say hi. I'll be there. Yeah, please let them know how much the virtual boy sucks. How dare you? I don't know what I'm wearing. All right, and have a wonderful week. You have a good week as well. And we will catch you everywhere next week on the Retro Gamers Podcast. <laughs>